We welcome you to the official Titans podcast. This is the OTP. I'm Mike Keith with Amy Wells. Hello, Mike. Hello, good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good. Titans Radio's Dave McGinnis is here. Hi, Mike Keith. Coach Mack, it's a delight to see you. Thank you very much. And the great Jim White from TitansOnline.com, senior writer, editor. Welcome back. Glad to be here with the crew. Let's dive into some news that came out earlier today. And uh, yesterday, a couple of moves made by the Titans as they add Daniel Munner back to the practice squad. He's an offensive lineman, so now back up to 10 guys on the practice squad. The Titans make a move with Rod Smith at running back. They let him go, and earlier today it's announced they pick up a former Vanderbilt Commodore. Yeah, Kari Blassingame, who's a tough runner. You know, he's 6'1", 230-pound back from Huntsville. That uh, I think he had right at 400, 400 yards uh, during his final season at Vanderbilt, five touchdowns. And I still remember his pro day and uh, and Mike Vrabel uh, watching him and being impressed with him and then going over to talk to him after his pro day. And uh, he spent some time with the Vikings, and now he fills a spot here with the Titans and uh, will be given an opportunity to show what he can do in practices. Great opportunity for him, Coach Mack, to come in on the active roster. Well, come in on the active roster and also to a place where he's familiar. I mean, he's I – mean, and that makes a lot of difference for these guys, especially these these midseason pickups. You know, I mean, he'll have a lot of comfortability just coming here. You know, just coming. So it'll be interesting to see. Job one, a chance maybe to cover kicks? Well, absolutely. I mean, and, and the other thing is, is if he has been out of ball, which, you know, Jim says he has been, he's got fresh legs. That's a good thing. Fresh legs make a difference. And the Titans, it, it feels like John Robinson wants a big back to add to this roster. Well, I mean, he's replacing a big back. Right. You know, and, 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 and so to me. But that's what, I get, let me just rephrase that. I think that's why they wanted Rod Smith in the first that's place. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And there's always, I mean, They've got a big back. Mm-hmm. We have a big back, one of the bigger. But backs. the other one is very small. Yes, and so they maybe they want uh, in the middle, like the three bears. <laughs> <laughs> like the three bears. That's fair. All right, so we take a deep breath after what was an exciting win. Amy Wells, can you describe what it was like to be on the field for the moment where the kick was blocked? Where were you? And what was it like? It was pandemonium, I think, is the best way to describe it. I was in the bench area because we're getting ready to run on the field. And I'm standing with our public relations staff because we need to make a decision based on if we win or with if we lose, kind of what our next moves are as broadcasters. So I'm standing there talking to them. And as things are unfolding, my heart starts beating faster and faster and faster. And when that kick is blocked, everybody starts jumping up and down. I don't know if everybody is aware of Dwight Spradlin, who's on our PR staff. Mm -hmm. Great guy. Not the most athletic human I've ever seen, (laughs) but his vertical (laughs) is got to be 95. I've never seen a human being jump so high in my life. It was crazy. And everybody was so excited. And I wasn't entirely sure what had happened until I was in the middle of the field because I was like, well, everybody's moving. We got to go. And so I get on the field and someone goes, he blocked the kick. I was like, is that what happened? All right. Yeah, because sometimes people don't realize, and Coach Mack, you're in on this too. 
the sideline is the worst place to watch a the game. The absolute worst. The absolute worst. And especially it, it, when it gets down to crunch time and everybody's crowding the sideline. Mm-hmm. And then, as Amy was describing, I mean, she's trying to decide what she needs to do to do her job as far as once this thing is over with. So I could see, you know, very much. And plus, most of those people that are down there on the sideline that she's down there with, they're taller than she is. Yes. And so it's going to be, I mean, it is a bad view on the sideline. It, it absolutely is. After every game, I have to go home and rewatch the game. Because there's so many things that I miss just because there's people in front of me, I was working on something else, or I can't see the opposite side of the field because the guys who play are giants. So there's a lot of things that I miss, and a lot of times at the end of the game when something happens, my brain has moved on to what needs to happen in post-game. You're working a job. Yeah, I'm doing my job. So I miss so much of when we have these games where everything happens in the last two minutes, people are like, what did you think about this? I'm like, I don't know what happened. (laughs) I wasn't really watching that part. So I always have to go back and check, but man, everybody booked it onto the field. So it was crazy and so much better when I figured out what had happened. Jim White, do you still go down with two minutes to go or do you stay in the booth now? I don't. I have to stay because the minute the game ends, I have to publish out a story and then tweet it out. So it's... uh, it's like Amy's describing. Uh, for me, it's a hectic uh, time. But that's how it. The media used to go down with like two minutes to go. Yeah, right? it used to be. But that was really before the days of the internet and okay. before the days of posting stories. Because now, uh, at least my, myself, I don't think everybody writes a game story right when the game ends. Teresa Walker's always up there banging out a story feverishly to get it up for the Associated Press, and and myself. I always try to have a story ready to go the minute the game ends, publish it out, tweet it out, run down to the press conference. And from a, from a writer's perspective, that game was, uh, was crazy because I had it written one way. And, it, and the way I had it written is the Titans dropped to four and six with the loss and, and, and heading into the mm. bye week. I mean, you're, with a minute left or, or after they didn't get the four-point conversion, you got to start putting the finishing touches sure. on story. So I had kind of framed out a story – that things weren't looking so well. And then when the Titans got the ball back, I was rewriting and I was writing, you know, you got to write a winning story as if the team won and a story as if the team lost. And the minute the Titans scored, then I had to redo everything. And I missed a lot of stuff, what happened, uh, you know, as a result of that. So uh, Memphis game ended. I, I changed a lot of stuff in there, wrote about the improbable win, wrote about the events of the last couple of minutes hit the publish button and sprinted down to uh, Mike Vrabel's press conference and made it in time. Uh, uh, and and I did have to say among the things I did, well, I peeked out my window. My dad sits down, my 81-year-old father who turns 82 in December next month. Um, he goes. He's one of the diehards. He goes to every game, win or lose. And uh, I happened to look down there just to make sure – that he was still in his seat uh, at the end, and I didn't see him. A lot of times he watches the game. He likes to beat the traffic. I know this growing up with him and going to games with him. And I uh, called him right after the game just wanting to make sure he was there to see it, and he had unfortunately left. He missed the dramatic finish. Mm. I hated it for him. You know, that's why this OTP is so good, and I'm being dead straight up honest because 
listeners, people need to listen to this. They have no idea about that. Right. You know, about what their jobs are and, right. and what it entails and the things that that happen. I mean, they think everybody, you know, is just there, you know, putting out a picnic lunch and <laughs> we'll have, we're having a nice time. And, and that those are those are two really insightful stories. I mean, they really are. I mean, that's uh, that's good stuff. Well, it was a great ending. It's oh, funny because we I, did. You know what I was doing? I was about to do a half gainer out of that window where you and I I saw you hanging out of the great. window. It was just so outstanding. I <laughs> love Mac, when the fans come out. You have been you have been so good since you've been in this job. You in the last two minutes were were the best you have been though. And I've heard that from more places. I spoke yesterday in Hopkinsville, Kentucky at the Rotary. Nice. <laughs> and the first thing I walk in and the first thing they say to me is, Where's Coach Mack? Oh no, Mike! I know you've been bumped. I'm totally bumped. He's totally bumped. bumped. I am. I am the opening act. Uh-huh. That's what I have become with <laughs> yeah. Dave McGinnis, opening and that's okay. That doesn't You're bother me. You're still on tour, I, you know. On tour, but as the opening <laughs> act. But the but, fact the fact that that you've always done that uh, with the with the window wide open up there is a, you is have a, is to a, no you do I think you, you I mean I, I think I, you have I get to it why you do now that I've been doing this you know all the years I was in the press box as a coach I mean it's closed because right. you want it it's hermetically sealed because you need to be you know but that to get the feeling to have the fans and especially here at home those fans can turn around and look at us and mm-hmm. and what I love the fans turn around when there's a there's a questionable call and they'll turn around and look at us because they know we get the monitor before they. They well, Coach Mack has, it just <laughs> to to sort of break down the fourth wall a little bit, Coach Mack has a relationship with the fans down in front of us. And most broadcasters don't because they don't want to lose concentration. I got no concentration. Well, no, you, you, have, a, you have a different feel for it. You're locked in in such a different way you can do it. Most people can't do it. Because they can't, I can't, I can't take my mind, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, we've got this, I have to read this, Uh, I want to talk about this, I want to ask Coach Mack this question, Jonathan Hutton's going to talk about this, I'm asking Philip Noel, who is Amy Wells' conduit, what does Amy have on the sideline, Brad Willis is telling me something statistically or whatever, but you're in this constant contact with the fan base, which I think is fantastic. And I'm so glad you can do it because the people around us who sit around us enjoy it so much. I, I wish I could do it. it when Khalif Raymond on that one, oh. that's the one they wanted to know. They flipped their heads around so fast to me, and I went, uh-uh, he's down. <laughs> and they, then they and start, he was. They started telling all the people around him. Coach Max says he's down. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I love it. it. it I love down. doing it. It's so much fun. I got a, twi- a question on Twitter, actually, earlier this week about how you guys are able to remain so calm when everything is going crazy within the game. Who it, says we are? It's someone who sits around you guys and is able to hear you in the booth. And they said you're engaged. You're obviously involved in what's going on. But you seem to really be able to stay level and calm in the face of two minutes of pandemonium. I think it's the headset. And what I mean by that is when the headset is on, you know you're working. Mm-hmm. And if the headset is off, you, ha- you would have the, the literal freedom to, to jump around and to be excited. But I think when the headset is on, you know you've got to – because, like, I mean, it's still – this is a business, and we have clients. You know, we have great clients. You know, Delta Dental of Tennessee sponsors the two-minute warning. When we go to the two-minute warning, I've got to read what Delta Dental has because they have paid money to be part of the broadcast. Kroger has the sack. 
You know, Pinnacle has the red zone. You know, it's like when when AJ or when Ferkser caught the pass at the twenty three yard line, I'm thinking, okay, he's not quite there, but I've got to make sure I know where the Pinnacle reader is in case they get inside the twenty. It, it's the job. And people would say, well, you know, commercials or whatever. That's why you get it for free. Yeah. <laughs> you get to listen to it for free because these other people are, are great sponsors of what we do. That's why this OT, again, these these behind the fourth wall, as you said, mm-hmm. and the stuff that goes on, I mean, it really is. It is it is a well-orchestrated. I was so impressed when I first started doing it three seasons ago because I had no idea what it was. I know what it is to coach a game, and I know how you have to coordinate coaches, and I know what all goes on there that people don't know about. But a, a, a top-flight radio broadcast in the National Football League, it opened my eyes quick. I'm just proud I haven't ever had to hit the dump button and embarrassed anybody because when I was coaching up there in the box, I've been known to throw a few headsets. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only disappointment I had about Sunday is that Jim Nance and Tony Romo were there. That was it, disappointing. It's to you? disappointing because I know a lot of people were watching. Oh, how good are they? How Crazy. good are Jim Nance and Tony Romo? Like, I mean, I'm thinking. I, let me tell you something. Any sport, and I and I love on the NBA. I love when Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal are on together on the set at the half and pregame and postgame. I think that's some of the greatest television I've ever seen in my entire life. But Jim Nance and Tony Romo together are so good. I, I mean, it. I could watch them call anything. Let me just say this from my aspect from being – and Romo's a football guy. Oh. He's football. He's football. He hadn't been in the league long as I have, but he's football. He's right. been a quarterback in the National Football League. But he is so fortunate, and I'm saying this just because I am too, when you go in and you're brand new doing it, mm-hmm. to go in with – a play-by-play guy that is at the top of his game oh. mm-hmm. and that and to me like for me coming in with I mean and Nance did the same thing with him as that you did with me I mean it's to me I can relate to that because if you're brand new at it and you're the guy that's really running the show is really good at it then all of a sudden you get a chance to to develop and that's what Tony Romo well he is not just the fact that he calls plays but just how he calls the game I like the sound of their voices together because they they sound different enough. But you know who you know when Nance is talking, and when you you know when Romo's talking. Nance sets Romo up beautifully. Romo talks to you like you're a guy sitting there or a girl sitting there watching a game with him. That's what I like about Tony Romo so much is that he is educated obviously he's an expert when it comes to football sure. and he knows all of this information he's able to relay it in a way that i go huh that's interesting well, being a person who has never played a snap of football that's in my whole the life. john madden secret that's what john madden could do better than anybody and i think romo has sort of assumed that mantle mm-hmm. is it's such an easy listen Oh, yeah. When you are watching their game and you are listening to the two of them talk, you never start talking back to the TV like you do with some people. You just, you're just able to sit and enjoy it. And I'm, I'm, of course, teasing that I'm disappointed that they were here. I'm glad they were here. I'm disappointed for Titans Radio because I know people were watching and I understand. But, man, they are good. So he's such an excitable guy, Romo especially. Oh. I mean, just his – I've listened and watched that final uh, couple of minutes, a, you know, a couple of different times, and you could just sense 
as the Titans were putting that drive together at the end, the what the excitement was like in the in the stands and on the field as they were getting closer because you could hear it in in Romo's voice. So I think if you're a Titans fan and uh, you've wondered about this team getting attention, uh, enough attention, and and again, we don't need to put the card ahead of the horse here because it's one game and the team's at five and five and it needs to be more consistent. But that one played out perfectly on Sunday because you got the top crew there. Take, took care of business uh, with so many people watching the post-game show. I mean, they, they you know, listened to Boomer and Sims and, and Coach Cower then talk about the Titans and just seeing all of the uh, reaction that's come out of this game is good. Now you got to figure out a way to keep it going. You know, the cool thing about that game, too, uh, was, you know how the, the National Football League now with all these next-gen stats that they have, they have the, the top five fastest right. players in the league. Three of them were in that game. Whew. Three of them were in that game in those plays. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, Hardman, and Derrick Henry. Henry. Three of the top five fastest. So, I mean, as a fan just watching it. It was a show. It was a show. Yeah, and I'm so glad Mahomes played. I mean, I I wanted him to play in this game because I wanted to see him play. I mean, it's like seeing Jordan play in his prime. It's incredible. I mean, he's he's, uh, just his jump passes and throwing against his body and throwing darts 40 yards down the field. He's a spectacular player. Uh, and I think that's what makes the one even more impressive. You beat them with at, when they were at their best, when you're really not at your best. Because you know, I know we'll get the injuries and what the outlook is on some of these guys moving forward. But the Titans played this game without technically five starters. One of the starters, Malcolm Butler, won't be back. But to rise up and play that kind of game against their best is certainly a really positive development. Best play of the game to me, best play of the game, technically, just watching was Adoree Jackson and Tyreek Hill on that on that jump ball down the sideline. That was two, mm-hmm. that was two speed athletes, and that was a that, that that was a that was a stutter that was a stutter go move as to where I mean you know how hard it is to keep up with Tyreek Hill because he accelerates immediately and and Adoree was in phase with him perfectly. That was that to me was a beautiful play. It, was it a really track was. Meet. It was a track meet, but but they were just they were both technically right too because Tyreek Hill, you know, people think he's just a smaller receiver. He can elevate, Mm -hmm. he can elevate, but but Adoree Jackson, the athleticism he showed to be able to stay in phase when he started and stopped and stayed right with him and then went up at the same time. That was my favorite play of the whole game. And you have to give him credit for Ballin too because he missed some tackles early and certainly uh, I thought he settled down as the game went on Mm -hmm. and made some big plays late. I thought he did too. I, I thought everybody in the secondary played their rear ends off, or else Mahomes might have thrown for a thousand yards. Yeah. It was, it was just a great game. And what stands out to me about it, as as we left there, is I thought that's why you buy a ticket. That's why you have to be here. Absolutely. That's why. And and, and I know we talk about tickets, and we want to get more Titans fans to this Jacksonville game because this football team needs you. Titansonline.com/slash/tickets. Buy tickets. Be there. But the fact is, this is not hype. This is not overdoing it. This is not, you know, trying to twist your arm. This is for real. Sunday is why you buy a ticket. You buy a ticket for the drama. You buy a ticket for the atmosphere. You buy a ticket for Derrick Henry, for Patrick Mahomes, for Tyreek Hill, for Adoree Jackson, for Khalif Raymond, for Joshua Kalu. I mean... You should have charged people an extra twenty walking out the door for that. Yeah, that, it was fantastic <laughs> to be there. Was just magical if you love sports. I've been involved in over six hundred and sixty of these things. Wow, that was one of the better ones. 
I, I mean, just for everything involved with it, and plus just because of the quality of the, of the competition between those two teams. I mean, that had everything you would want, and I agree with you. You should have been charged extra when you walked out of that place just because because guess who everybody was there guess when they'll forget that game never never well think about if you were a kid oh my god like my nephew was there he's 11 and he wanted he's quarterback so he wanted to see Mahomes and I get it mm-hmm. but he's not going to forget Ryan Tannehill either and I mean all of that I mean he'll remember that game for the rest of his life that helps make you a fan well and if you saw it on TV you did not have the same experience right. period you just didn't And I mean, I think the thing that gets forgotten so much these days, because there's social media, there's TV, there's all there's 24 hours worth of NFL news. So you feel like you have a lot more access to these people when you go to a stadium and you see them in real life. You're not seeing their little Twitter picture. You are seeing the actual Patrick Mahomes, the actual Derrick Henry. They're real live. They're right in front of you. And they are the best at what they do so being able to have that experience to be in the same space as these people and be able to watch them perform at the highest level it's not the same on tv it's just not well that's I had why six people fly in from la for this game and specifically for this matchup they came in thursday to experience nashville right right but that ball game i mean they 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 said they would fly cross country to do that all the time well it's why jim wyatt and i i think have a different perspective on it than some who follow the titans because we're from here right we never neither one of us ever anticipated that we would have a team here so when we see something like that in nashville much like how we saw the draft when we saw something like that happen and when we saw sunday we never thought we'd see that here. We never thought our town would, would host an NFL event like the draft or host games like the one we saw on yeah, Sunday. you're right. I mean, I, I still remember the day first hearing that about the Oilers potentially moving to Nashville. I saw the stadium come up uh, and what used to be nothing over there across the river. And, uh, and, and we remember, you know, the name change and the unveiling of the uniforms and just seeing this thing from the beginning. So uh, – the NFL special, and really, this is three weeks in a row when we've had dramatic right. endings at uh, at Nissan Stadium. You know, counting the Chargers game and the Buccaneers game, and now uh, obviously this game against the Chiefs. So, uh, hopefully, more more exciting ones to come here as we close it out. All right, so let's get to some topics here, and I'm going to let Coach Matt go first with this one. Who is your Titan who has played the best in the season's first ten games? I'll go, Coach Mack. Amy, and then Jim. That's good. I'm glad you chose that order because when Amy and I got in here first, we teamed up and said, if you said Jim was going first, we were both going to say no. Okay. Because <laughs> so, I was going to take three people. Because Jim cheats. You're the boss of this, but you did I'm right. I'm not the boss. Okay, here we go. Logan Ryan. Ooh. 34 tackles, 25 assisted tackles. I'm mean, talking about is playing pass defense right now. Three tackles for loss, six quarterback hits, three and a half sacks. This is for somebody out of the secondary. Leads the league in passes defensed, 18. 18 passes defensed, three forced fumbles, three interceptions. And in all of these ball games, he's played 100% of the defensive snaps except for the first game where he played 94%. Logan Ryan's my guy. 
I picked Rashawn Evans, and I was going to do a similar dramatic reading of his stats. But as I was looking at them, I decided that his stats are not wholly representative of how much of an impact he has had on this Titans defense. He has been consistent. He's been reliable. And for all of the production he's had, he has been a stable force within the defense so that other people can also be productive. This is like a fantasy draft. You don't think your guy's going to still be there when you pick at three. You think they're taking one and two. So I, I'm Derrick Henry sitting in my lap, and I can't pass him up. I say Derrick Henry. I mean, 832 yards, eight touchdowns running. Uh, you know, throw in his his touchdown at the beginning of the year uh, against the against the Browns. The 75 yard catch. He's got 167 receiving yards and two touchdowns. All he needs is an opportunity to keep toting the football. And I think when they've relied on him and leaned on him, he's produced. Uh, he's turned it in a Pro Bowl season. And uh, so Derrick Henry has been my best Titan, uh, who's dealt with quarterback changes and a lot of uh, and some unsteady play with the offensive line along the way. Mine is actually Harold Landry. Did you just Google that because we took all of yours? <laughs> no. You're on your computer <laughs> no, right I now. No, I was just punching up his stats here. Oh. Harold Landry, 52 tackles, interception, forced fumble, seven sacks. On pace right now for a double-digit sack year, which is such a big thing that the Titans need at the outside linebacker position. Outside linebacker play last year was just not good enough. And I hate to say that because I like the people involved, but we understood they were at the end of their career. He has given them the edge in that all-important position. If you're going to run this defense, you have to have a guy doing what Harold Landry is doing. Sacks in three straight games, Harold Landry is my choice. So It's a good choice. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Those are four solid choices. Pretty mm-hmm. good. All right, so good job, Jim Coach. White goes first with this one. It's like a snake draft. It is a snake draft. <laughs> if the Titans are going to make a run down the stretch, where is the area they have to make the biggest improvement from their first 10 games? Well, I think the kicking game. I mean, just because if you look back at the season, uh, a lot of people have said, well, where would this team be now if it made the quarterback change earlier, if Ryan Tannehill had started? And I think it's fair to question that. But also look and say if this team would have been more consistent kicking field goals at the start of the season, it'd be seven and three instead of five and five. Uh, I think they're two games better. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do too, and that's tough to take because uh, certainly the division look a lot different right now if that happens. So, you know, Ryan Suckup uh, missed, you know, obviously an extra point on Sunday. Had a tough day against the Panthers. Uh, a couple of kickers before them uh, in Santos and Parkey. Parkey did better. He missed an extra point himself. Uh, you know, kickoffs, not getting into the end zone, I think that has to get better. And I think the hope is that with the bye week, not only are some of those guys we talked about earlier who are coming back from an injury, the hope is Ryan Suckup will be able to get healthier and be more consistent here down the stretch because this team's going to be in close games and they're going to need to be accurate kicking the football. If we're going to be in close games, we need to score more in the first half and more specifically score in the first quarter. This team wins when they score in the first half. They just do. They win by a lot when they score in the first quarter. They need to set themselves up with a little bit of that cushion so that they can rely on the run game and lean on Derrick Henry and put themselves in position to do those things so they're not constantly playing from behind the chains. That um, piggybacking off, third down offense has got to be better. It has to be better. We need to extend drives, and we need more possessions. I mean, that just has to happen, you know, in, the, in these final six games, you know, because this defense has played a lot of snaps. 
through the first 10 weeks of the season. Those snaps need to decrease. The offense needs to possess the ball longer in this next group. Titans have to protect the quarterback better over the last six games. Uh, We've seen the play of Ryan Tannehill in the last four games elevate the play at the quarterback position. I think if they can take care of him over the last six games, doesn't mean you have to be perfect, and certainly he has to get rid of the ball at certain times. Not every sack is on him. But if they protect him well, I think this offense can continue to elevate down the stretch. Uh, I think protection for Tannehill is key. All right, speaking of Tannehill, Amy Wells goes first. What does Ryan Tannehill have to prove over the last six games for the Titans to make a commitment to him for 2020 and beyond? Well, I think the obvious answer is winning games, but I think more specifically, he needs to prove that he can be the guy that we saw in the last two minutes of that Chiefs game throughout the season. I think that he needs to continue to be that accurate. He needs to continue to be that much of an aggressive leader, and he needs to prove that he can rally this team and get things done. I think that if he can really be that leader, motivator, force to win games when we need to, I think he makes a compelling argument for himself. Uh, But Ryan Tannehill has to continue on the exact same path. He's got to do exactly what he's doing. No more, no less. Don't try to get outside your frame. He does need better ball security in the pocket. He needs that. He's got to do that. But just stay on on the same course with this offense, and especially... The thing that he's brought to this offense that is huge is the red zone production. He's got to stay on that path. Yeah, it's crazy that we're talking about this now because it just shows you how quickly things change in the NFL. You know, the season starts, and a lot of people wonder about Marcus Mariota's future here, and now we're talking about Ryan Tannehill. I just think he, I, I agree with Coach Mike and Amy. I mean, he's just got to keep doing what he's doing. He's got to stay healthy. I mean, he, he, took, he got rocked on a couple of – uh, plays on Sunday. One of them in the pocket as he was making a throw. One at the goal line where he's fighting for the two-point conversion. Who um, showed he's not afraid to run, but uh, he's got to stay healthy and just keep winning games. And then you start opening up your open up questions about how do you go about doing it do you sign him to a franchise tag do you sign him to a two-year deal do you sign him to a long-term deal do you sign him to a short deal draft a quarterback I mean it opens up a whole uh, gamut of questions that I'm not sure any of us thought we'd be talking about here as this season's drawn uh, hopefully not drawn to a close but heading into late November I believe Ryan Tannehill has to keep running I think the aspect of his legs and his willingness to take off, along with all the points that have been made before me, I I think seven carries for 75 yards and a touchdown and a two-point conversion, it adds an element to the offense that Marcus Mariota brought, which is important. It gives you that extra edge. It helps on third downs. And he's got to be willing to continue to make defenses defend his legs. This is a really good athlete. We, we know he's from Big Spring, Texas. He, he's a guy who, who ran basically the veer in high school. He played wide receiver. He played defensive back. When he got to Texas A&M, he lost the quarterback job, so he was a wide receiver for two years. It's a guy who's a good athlete, not looking for 25 carries, not interested in him being Lamar Jackson. But please keep taking off periodically because that breaks down the defense. That's great. He ran the veer for the Big Spring Steers, by the way. That's right. The steers yeah. or the deers? Steers. steers. Oh, okay. Big that, spring, that's more intimidating. Uh, every year. Snyder Tigers, Big Spring Steers, big rivalry. Seriously? Yes. Hmm. And how did you do against them? 
Well, let me think. My sophomore year, we got driven. Okay. Oof. Smoked. Okay. Junior year, smoked them. Oh. Senior year, hell of a ball game. Okay. Steers won. Oh. oh. One and two against the Steers. Yeah. Rats. Well, Rats. that leads <laughs> us to what's brewing, and it's not big spring against Snyder. Although it sounds like a hell of a matchup. It does, indeed. Yeah. It you is. spoke and we listened. The great taste plant-based Beyond Sausage Sandwich from Duncan is now available at Duncan locations nationwide and, and certainly right here in the listening area to the OTP. With 10, gra- 10 grams of Beyond Sausage plant-based protein in between a toasted English muffin and a delicious egg and cheese, Duncan's talking a new twist on a classic, creating a brand new way for you to start your day. So get up, get out, and get into Duncan for a plant-based boost to your mornings and start your day the plant-based way. America runs on Duncan. What's brewing, Jim Wyatt? Well, what's brewing is some groundbreaking. Uh, you know, the the expansion of St. Thomas Sports Park, the building we're sitting in right now. 60,000, Amy Adams Strunk and the team announced this morning, 60,000 square feet in additions, in addition to major renovations inside the existing 75,000-foot structure. Uh, they're going to change, obviously, the meeting rooms. They're going to change, uh, you know, the, the coaching staff offices. are going to change the, the space that we live in. They're, they're going to add a 2,000-square-foot event space that's going to overlook the practice field. Um it's going to be a completely different place, uh, you know, and, and a place that uh, I think we'll all be proud of, and I think fans will be proud of. They come out here for training camp, so that's what's brewing my mind. How neat this is going to be! I've been with this team. I came aboard in 2015, and I'm in my fourth space right now. I've been moving around a lot just because when somebody else comes in, they're they're no, bringing it's other you demand more. <laughs> they're bringing other people He's like, in. That's, hey, this is not enough. This better not be. Like I start off in a, his a, own pl- the yeah. place that Amy and uh, when I first got here, I was in a space with Ashley Farrell and Amy Wells, and uh, and Gary Glenn and and Jeff Harding. We were all in this one little area, and now that place has been completely renovated then because you didn't want to, to be around him yeah he didn't like sharing <laughs> yeah let's just say now now he's in the office where they used to take people to fire him yeah <laughs> well <laughs> i didn't think about that was well, i'm in a dangerous spot but then i bounced to another place that's been completely redone and i bounced to another place that's been redone and that's because we've had so many new people come to the organization that they're trying to get people together now we're going to have people from across the street in the annex we're going to have people at the stadium all be together so It'll it's going to be great for another re- number of reasons, I need to get out of the space I'm in now if it's the firing uh, office. No, that's, that's actually not true. It's just fun to say on the OTP. <laughs> Coach Mack, what is brewing with you? Week 10 in the National Football League. We all just experienced it, right? Yes, sir. Here's mm-hmm. what's brewing. There were 13 games because we had some teams that had an open date. 11 of those 13 games were decided by single digits. 11 of the 13 decided by single digits at week 10. The two outliers, New Orleans, and got beat. Yeah, bad. Bad, coming off a bye by Atlanta because this is the National Football League any given Sunday, and then Cincinnati just because they stink. Okay, (laughs) now. (laughs) But teams in Week 10, after a longtime coach here, you get a book on everybody now. You get a book on everybody, that's when things start to tighten down, and you will see these next six weeks, it's all about adjustments, and it's about health these okay. next six weeks. That's what's brewing in the National Football League. Amy Wells, what's brewing with you? The next six weeks? No. I, 
I didn't realize, I mean, I knew that the Titans' final six games were going to be a bit of a bear. Mm -hmm. I knew this going into it. However, it didn't strike me how much of a heavy lift that was going to be until last night we were at Titans tonight. Keith Bullock is sitting on his phone and he just goes, oh, shoot. And I was like, uh-oh, did something happen? He goes, I just looked at the next six games. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no. I mean, the Tennessee Titans are home against the Jags. Then they go on the road to take on the Colts. Then they go on the road to take on the Raider, Raiders, excuse me, then home against the Texans, home against the Saints, and then they go to Houston to take on the Texans to close out the season. That is, you said it yesterday, the third toughest, third toughest remaining, remaining schedule, schedule in the NFL. Like, what in the world did the Titans do to draw that in the last six games? Having a late bye, it kind of ended up happening at a good time for this Titans mm-hmm. team. We've been remarkably healthy going through knock on all the wood but it fell at a good time when the titans could use some extra rest get some guys back for the last stretch but this is going to be a bear i hope that everybody's taking some naps because we've got a lot of work to do in the last six weeks what's brewing with me actually sort of pivots off that it's the next two games i think the next two games determine the the total version of this season that we're going to see It's home for Jacksonville. It's at Indianapolis. If you win them both, you are in an unbelievable position heading down the stretch because then suddenly having two games against Houston is a great thing for you. If you split, I'm not really sure what that means. If you lose them both, you're 0-4 in the division. You're 3-6 in the AFC. Isn't it funny that that's how the season started was Jags-Colts and now – the last portion is starting Jags Colts. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this weekend's gonna be fun to watch because you've got Houston at Baltimore and you've got the Colts playing against the Jags. I mean, uh, we we could see things get really interesting as a result of these games this weekend. So that's gonna be fun. And and I look back, piggybacking off of what you guys said, it is a tough road to hoe. Mm-hmm. But when I look at the fact that the team has two out of the final three games against the Texans is probably a good thing now and look at what the Texans got coming up at a mission at Baltimore then they've got the Colts then they've got the Patriots Denver then obviously the Titans and uh, Titans twice and then at Tampa Bay so I I mean I I think you have hope by looking at what some other people have on the horizon as well because because and and Eden's the same way all of a sudden their schedule looks like it uh, could give them a little bit of trouble. Guess who's going to see Houston-Baltimore this weekend? You're going Dave to, oh, McGinnis. Got a good gig. I'm going to do a game for uh, Sports USA Network. Larry Kahn's been trying to get me. So to- what he needs during the bye weekend is more work. <laughs> so he, he does radio on 104.5 three times a week? Yeah, four. He does Mac Talk on Thursday nights. Five. He does Coach Vrabel's show on Monday nights. With Mike Keith. He does Beneath the Surface on Titans All Access, and it runs on the Titans social media channels. With Ashley Farrell. With Ashley Farrell. And then, obviously, does the games. And he goes to practice, and he's here, and he's visiting with you know Coach Vrabel and doing all sorts of things. So what he needs is to go call another game. I bet Coach Mack is one of those people who can't sit still for very long. He gets squirrely. Got to keep you busy. But this, do this it. Is, I mean, this that, is a good game. This, you know, when, when he asked me to do it, you know, and – and you're doing it with Larry Kahn? Larry Kahn. Yeah, he's going to call. He's going to be, the, he, you know, he owns it. He's going to be the play-by-play. But anyway, this is a good game because this, first of all, I, w- I want to see what's going on in Baltimore. Okay. That's interesting. And then I want to see the Texans. And plus, both these quarterbacks, 
they're in the MVP race. Oh, yeah. Uh, Baltimore will be live. We've all been to Baltimore before for games, guys, as Titans. We know how live that place can get. This thing will be rocking this weekend. I'll have some good reports for you coming Coach, back. Coach Mack have to load up on some of those Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts coffee and those uh, sausage, egg, and cheese biscuits to get Beyond Sausage uh, Sandwich, you mean, Jim? That's great taste, plant-based Beyond Sausage Sandwich from Dunkin'. That'll help get them through the week. I've got to read this. Great taste, plant-based Beyond Sausage Sandwich from Dunkin' is here with 10 grams of Beyond Sausage plant-based protein in between a toasted English muffin and delicious egg and cheese. Dunkin' has created a brand-new way to start your day so you can add a plant-based boost to your mornings. America runs on Dunkin'. What's Brewing brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. I love it. All right, so Coach Mack, you're going to Baltimore. Yes, sir. Amy Wells, what are you doing during the bye? I've got a little pettiness in me, and oh, it's wow. about to shine in this moment. Here we go. So I'm going home to Missouri mm-hmm. um, to see my family and watch the Missouri Tigers take on the Florida Gators, and um, very excited about it. But you asked me what was going on during the final couple minutes of that game against Kansas City, Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to lie. There's a pretty big part of me that is really excited to roll into Missouri wearing my Tennessee Titans apparel and just tell everybody to come at me. I'm actually really, really excited about it. So while I wanted this team to win, you know, because it's so great for the team and we've got a lot of things we're trying to accomplish, personally... Oh, it just made me so happy. There you go. It's always all so, about you. I'll, I'll see everybody in Missouri, and I'll be the one in the Titans stuff. Jim White, what are you doing during the yeah, well, listen. Well, I'm going to give my dad another shout-out here uh, twice in this OTP. My dad is having a portrait unveiled tomorrow at the courthouse. He was a wow. criminal court judge and a judge oh, in Nashville nice. for 37 years, and he's having a portrait unveiled inside the courthouse of the Birch Building, and my family's coming in for that. So that's going to be a special day tomorrow. Uh Friday night, I think I'm going to have some catfish uh, with my father-in-law out at uh, Old Hickory Country Club. Nice. Uh, and then Saturday, I'm going to watch Vanderbilt coming off a 56 to nothing loss to the Gators <laughs> play Kentucky, uh, which ought to be a real barn burner. It's at, uh, uh, it's it's at Vanderbilt town, right? on Saturday. And then Sunday, I'm going to be – hopefully I can maybe find – Coach Mack and tune into him as I'm watching Sports the USA Sports USA Texans National uh, guy. Baltimore game. Yeah. yeah, big time. You are so big time. No, it's big time being with the Titans. That's this awesome. is just off week. Mike Keith, what are you doing? Trimming hedges. <laughs> I'm glad I asked. Let me ask you this. Have you picked up all the walnuts out of the front yard? The walnuts have been picked up. They're gone. <laughs> I've got to get the mock oranges out, and I've got to trim the hedges. I just can't take the hedges not being straight it just drives me crazy mike you lead a very exciting <laughs> I, I, I need to rake some leaves myself at some point um so i'll be doing i'm gonna add that to my list michael do it you do leaves sure what's your rate you do leaves <laughs> how much an hour sure. i need a beyond sausage sandwich from duncan in order to show up and do it <laughs> i can make that happen yeah either that or a kroger sack for cash <laughs> I got a five dollar gift card I can give you. That's good. I appreciate you. Dunkin' Donuts got to give them credit. That's Uh, good. You got to give Dunkin' Donuts credit. In the press box on Sunday, there was a koozie along with a five dollar Dunkin' Donuts gift card at every seat in the press box. That's solid. Uh, Yes, really nice. There wasn't any in booth five. What's in the Titans radio booth? Not one person could throw one out the window for me. Like not a soul. I got to come clean here. A lot of people just left them. So as I was leaving, I said, "Well, I'm not going to let these things go to waste." Got a couple 
for the road. So do you have like five hundred dollars worth He's of gift cards that you're <laughs> he not sharing right now? Actually, owns a Dunkin'. Yeah, he owns yeah, a Dunkin'. Yeah, I might, I might cancel cards. that uh, catfish dinner and just eat du- eat those uh, <laughs> sausage eggs. And- those, those oh, it's time to go <laughs> before we unveil anymore. Thank you so much for listening to the OTP. Jim Wyatt, how do we follow you on Twitter? At Jay Wyatt Sports. I'm at Titans Amy, A-M-I-E. And she'll be the one uh, rubbing it in the Kansas City Chiefs Very, very petty, but like in a nice, happy way. You'll be able to catch Coach Mack on Sports USA with Larry Kahn, who does an outstanding job. He'll be doing the Houston-Baltimore game this weekend, and I... I'll be trimming hedges. <laughs> Never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. My key. So Enjoy great. the bye weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us for the OTP.